for me when I first learned marketing, I didn't like it because <laughs> yeah. I was I'm a salesperson, I'm a front guy, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a front end person. I like to meet people, I like yeah, to talk, yeah. right? I like to share stories. When it comes to marketing, it's all about behind the scenes, yeah. writing copy. Yeah. Honestly, I hate it at the start, but I knew I had to do it, mm. right? Because I wasn't, I didn't have the money to mm. hire good marketers and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like, I decided that, okay, I'm going to work on this skill. Mm. You may work at it for one year. Mm. And the reason why I say one year is because I don't think you can achieve much in three months. It's not, not impossible, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for you to hit a breakthrough, you know, just working three months on yeah. something. Hit at it for a year at least, even if you don't like it. Mm. And then there's result, it gives you life, then go for, it. go for it. But if it doesn't work, then it's fine. Do it, choose another one. Mm. Right, and the reason why people are so afraid to pick is because they're afraid that they will, they'll be lagged behind. Because if they choose the wrong one, mm. they don't like it, they wasted one year, and then, you know, their friends are ahead of them. Yeah. But, but so what? It's your own journey, mm. right? You've probably heard that your story is your brand. So how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want? Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. So on this episode of the Story Impact Show, instead of interviewing someone, I'm being interviewed by a friend of mine and his name is Mark Teo. He calls himself a master implementer, which is something I truly align to because I believe that Knowledge is not power, but applied knowledge is power. So for those of you learners here, it's not just about the things you learn, but how you apply them and how you can get maximum result from it. We are also going to talk a bit about my origin story uh, and why I do what I do. And it's very important if you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, the why is more important than everything else. We're also going to talk about this one key that will help you to take your business or career to the next level, especially if you're feeling stuck in where your life is right now. Enjoy the show. Hi everyone, so welcome to a very special edition of uh, the Master Implementer interview series. Uh, today we have Gabriel Wong, right? So even for personally, right, Gabriel Wong is someone that has really influenced uh, what I've been doing uh, up to today for the past couple of months. Uh, he's one of the guys that started me out in my journey and I've learned so much from him. Uh, but before we begin, right, Gabriel, thank you so much for coming to this interview. It's really a, a pleasure to have you on board. Yeah. But would you like to share a bit about your story and how yeah. do you get started to uh, what you are doing uh, today? Yeah. yeah, so thank you for uh, having me. Um, where do you want me to start from? Um, yeah. I guess back when you started into like, you know, the whole sales yeah. and whatnot, I think that would be a very okay. powerful story. Yeah. I started out doing, um, so long story short, I started out doing sales when I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, I joined a, sort of like an MRM company mm. for like seven over years. Mm. And I did really, very, really very well for mm. them. Um, that was when I first got exposed to this whole world of making money, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> taking action yeah. and, you know, all, 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 all this uh, hustling stuff, right? So yeah. I've been hustling for seven years. Um, and I made about at least mm. a $50 million revenue mm. for this company I was working with. Over a period of about time? Over a period of about six to seven six years. Six to seven years. Yeah. And that was like, um, so by the time I hit 21 years old, I had like more than 2,000 people under my team. More? Wow. Active people under my team. And this was like way before like social media was even like very popular. Um, but, you know, the downside came when uh, when I was somewhere around 22 years old, when mm. I realized that the company that I was working for mm. turns out to be a Ponzi scheme. Okay. 
You know, so it's a story that I've been telling all, all, all the time. And what was uh, troublesome was that when I decided to leave the company, yep. uh, because I was so deep in it, right? Mm. I kind of represented the company in many ways because although I'm just a salesperson, but I was like the leader, I was like yeah. the number one sales. Yeah. And so everybody saw me as like, you know, part of them. Mm. And that was a very tough struggle for me because when I first left, um, I, I lost everything yeah. uh, because I reinvested all my money and everything in this uh, company as well. I went into a very huge debt mm. um, at 22 years old. So I went from like living a high life, mm. you know, the good life, uh, uh, a lot of money to, you know, yeah. Literally, I can't even afford bacon oh, wow. when I went to, when I went to uh, buy groceries. Yeah. Uh, and yet, at the same time, it was a men mentally, uh, mentally, it was a challenge because mm. I was constantly faced with um, death threats. So okay. when I, when I, in, in, in short, when I left, when I found that kind of like, you know, they were not legit. I was in self-denial. Actually, I kind of knew maybe five years in, you know, yeah. but I was too deep. I didn't yeah. want to admit it, you know. Mm. So when I finally got out, um, I was speaking out against them on social media, trying mm. to warn people against them, tell people why I'm, I'm out, and also in a way trying to clear my name, you know, mm. that hey, I don't run those company, I'm just a salesperson. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they started, I started receiving death threat. Because mm. ultimately we cannot link it to them, but it's very obvious because, you know, when we're in there, the that's their culture. Yeah. Every time someone leaves them, they will always, uh, in a way, flame uh, they will always blame on these people oh. and then they will always send people to, to them. Anyone who dare to speak out will always receive some kind of uh, threats and oh, wow. voodoo stuff at their house. Yeah. And, you know, there was once we heard a story about, uh, so that was my ex-mentor, you know, <laughs> they were all laughing about how this guy was speaking out against yeah. us, right? And then they sent like a box full of cockroach to their house and they mm -hmm. all laugh about it. So, so that's also one of the reasons why I didn't dare to leave because like okay. <laughs> we all laugh about it but it's like internally you know that if you leave this may happen to you. Yeah. So that happened to me. Yeah, at the same time, um, those people who were under my company, mm. uh, under my team, in a way, right, they invested in this company and all mm. that stuff, they had to find someone to blame. Mm. And I was the one who blamed because I was a salesperson. Yeah. I was the middleman. Yeah. So I was attacked on both sides. I was attacked on the side from, from people who, um, who trusted me. Yeah. You know, in a way, I let them down as well. And on the other side, I was attacked by my, you know, my ex-mentor, people yeah. that I look up to and I trusted. So I was, I was struggling. Mm really really bad you know mm. internally because i lost all my friends on one side yeah. you know on the other side i lost my my so-called uh father figure they were like a spiritual father yeah so that was when i knew that uh, i had to start a business mm. um i had no business experience i only know how to run sales yeah and i thought that i could you know since i can sell anything i was so good at selling <laughs> something i can start any business i can just restart right yeah. turns out i was wrong mm. because you can be a good salesperson but it takes another whole set of skills, you yeah. know, another whole set of skill set to be an entrepreneur, mm. to be a businessman. And I didn't know that, right? Mm. And in fact, there's a saying that um, all good entrepreneurs are good sales people, yeah. but not every good sales people is a good entrepreneur. Yeah. So that was me. I was the good salesperson, but not a good entrepreneur. <laughs> and I struggled. Every business I started, I just failed. I mm. failed. I failed. I lost my money. I get myself mm. into, uh, into deeper debts. And... That was, yeah, that was kind of how, how it started. Mm. And I realized that I knew sales mm. and there was another important component, which is marketing. Mm. I didn't know marketing. I thought I knew marketing. Then I realized that actually it's a separate thing, right? Yeah, marketing yeah. is about getting the leads, attracting the, the mm. prospects who's ready to be pitched. Mm. And sales is actually pitching that, the, actual, the yeah. actual deal, right? Mm. So if I'm not good at marketing, then who am I going to sell to? So mm. that was my problem. So that was the start of my journey. I decided to 
to, to venture into mm. marketing. Started yeah. out with the whole Facebook stuff. Mm. And you know, eventually this whole thing led into a, a digital marketing agency Everything. that I run right okay. now. Okay, yeah. so thanks for sharing, right? The yeah. initial pro- I'm sure that it was uh, filled with a lot of like hardship and a lot of uh, like a lot of conflict in your side, right? So as a 22-year-old boy when you left yeah. the business, right? What was that thing that made you say, I'm going to quit, I'm going to leave? So I, I, like you said, like there were about five years that in you have been like getting a bit, in your mind you already knew that something was up. Yeah. But what made you finally make the decision to like quit and all? Because it must have been a very <laughs> difficult and courageous uh, decision to say the least. Yeah. Um, up front? Yep. I started going church. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. There was something about that. Um, mm. Because in their culture, we used to... The, the culture is just... It's a very cult-like culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing wrong with drinking, but you know, we were drinking six nights a week. Um, they were dabbling with all kinds... We were dabbling with all kinds of vices. Yeah. Long, mm. long story short. And it just wasn't... It was a destructive lifestyle. Mm. You know, being in their culture. And, and you don't see anything wrong with that because people surrounded... Yeah. You know, people surround, uh, surrounding me are like that. Mm. And, you know, because it's a, also a very cult-like culture, everything my ex-mentors say, we would always just agree, you know. Yeah. Yes, we become a yes man, right? Yeah, yeah. And we will believe everything they say. And, you know, even when things go bad, you know, when, when the investment didn't turn out well, they will always have some kind of excuse yeah. and some kind of story and we will always buy into the whole story. Mm. So what happened was that uh, I, I, there was a, someone asked me to go to church. Yeah. I didn't want to go, but I knew I was living a destructive lifestyle. Mm. I was also depressed, I was suicidal because of the lifestyle mm. I was living in. And so I said, you know, why not? Mm. You know, there's a 530, um, you know, that, so, so the idea is that, I, I, at first I said no, because mm. I thought church is always in the morning. Okay. We, always, <laughs> we always drink on Saturday night, so there's no <laughs> way, I will wake up at 3pm, there's no way I can go to church. Yeah. And, and this person told me that, no, there's a 530 service, 530 pm, I'm like, <laughs> like, huh, really, there's a yeah. 530 service? I went there, started listening, um, I, in a way I accepted Christ, Mm. Um, and then from there it's just, it's just very strange S- since then every time I, I meet my ex-mentor mm. it's, it's almost like now everything they say mm. I can tell it's bullshit okay. there was just yeah. this change yeah. I don't know what caused that change there was just this change that, that there was something inside me was telling me I need to get out of this mm. um, the awareness yeah, yeah there was this awareness mm. I, I need to get out of this lifestyle I need to get out of this culture I need mm. to get out of this environment it's, it's destroying me mm. and so that was when I, when I decided yeah. It yeah. wasn't like an overnight thing, of course. It yeah. was like a, over about a year. Yeah. I forgot when was the time that I decided to say no, but it was just like a gradual, I distanced, I distanced, I distanced yeah. myself away further, further. Mm. And I think the, maybe the biggest moment was that when I started to distance myself, I started to hear my ex-mentor, mm. you know, pushing all the blame on me already. Ah, uh, okay. So even before you quit, there was a lot of things yeah, that were... like something happened. Because I think they knew I was trying to distance. Mm. And then, then, you know, they, yeah, I start to see another side of them. All right. Yeah. And that was when I know that, you know, I, I have to get out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when, when, you left the, when you left the company, right, and then how long did it take for you between that period and when you decided to actually start a business? Or was it, was it, was it meant to be like an instant? <laughs> I think it was instant almost instant. Okay. Because yeah. I was making a pretty good income mm. of six figures a month. Mm. And I was leaving... Uh, pretty crazy lifestyle, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know I didn't have the, of course I didn't have the right values installed in me. I, mm. I didn't save money, you know, not, mm. not like you guys. You guys, yeah. you guys are investors. Right? <laughs> I wish I knew all that when I was younger. You know, setting aside money and all that. I didn't learn. That. I didn't learn that. Mm. 
in fact, I think it was a culture that we were taught to earn and spend. Yeah. So that when we don't have money, we will continue to earn fight anyway. harder, yeah. right? <laughs> fight harder for them, right? So it's, it's kind of like a cycle. So when I left, I lost all my income. I went into debts. Mm. Um, I, all I knew was that I needed a way to kind of get out of that situation. Mm. Um, and, and that was that, yeah. So yeah. right after, I think right after I already started, I tried something, I tried, okay. some, tried mm. some startups. Yeah. Uh, didn't work out, and yeah. that was when I realized that like I needed, I needed to upgrade myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now then, like now moving to where you are right now, right? I mean, like you have been, you are managing like budgets of like six to seven uh, digits. You are doing very well on the causes that you are promoting and whatnot. Yeah. So what have been some of the biggest challenges you have faced so far? Was it a very smooth selling journey, yeah. or like what are some of the things that have like caused you yeah. to um, take a step back, like? Is this really for me? Have you been times when you doubted yourself? Yeah. And uh, how has the journey uh, been like so far? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if you say, was there any time I doubted myself? Yeah. <laughs> I think all the time. Yeah. I think that's the challenge. Mm. Um, because it's a space that I have never touched. Mm. Marketing is never something that I have, I've learned. You mm. know, I didn't learn marketing when I was young. I only knows, I only knew sales, yeah. right? So when I first started learning this. Uh, started learning marketing. I didn't even know how to, so first of all, I didn't even know how to write sales copywriting. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know how to create a landing page, yeah. right? I didn't know how to set all this interaction, uh, uh, integration yeah. up, you know, with all the live seminars and SMS and emails and yeah. autoresponder. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. Mm. I had to learn. I remember even start, starting out from like WordPress and I had to mm. learn how to code some of the HTML, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, colors and, yeah. And, 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 and stuff like that. So I think that was a challenge. The challenge is that there was no step-by-step -step process for me. Yep. I had to kind of like figure things out myself. Mm. Of course, I bought many books, attended many mm. programs, but it's almost like none of the programs out there show you the entire process. It's always okay. like a, you know, a bit of here, a bit of yeah. there. Like you go attend a Facebook program and mm. then teach you Facebook. Yeah. Then you realize that actually, you know, you need a funnel. Yeah. <laughs> you attend a funnel, then you realize that you, now you know funnel, now you know traffic, mm. right? But what are you going to sell? Yeah. Then you realize you need to learn how to create an offer. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like bits and pieces here and yeah. there. So, so it, was, it was like um, figuring things out every step of the way. Yeah. So I think that, that was the biggest challenge for me. So that was a couple of years ago, right? Now, do you think that that's a, still a big issue? Or do you yeah. feel that now there are a lot, a lot more holistic programs in the market today? It makes it easier for new people to want to come in to learn, right? Yeah. Do you feel that now the space is actually a lot easier for them to come in? Or do you feel that it's still a big problem that we face right now? I, so personally, I feel that um, the, eco the economics of things, right? Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at the whole economics of how this whole education market works, yeah. is that it doesn't make sense for one person to be an all-rounder. Okay. Mm. It doesn't, because mm. in terms of branding, it's hard mm. for you to be branded as an all-rounder. Yeah. Can you imagine I come to you and say, I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not specialized, right? Yeah. So, I think that's the reason why when you learn from, you, you got to learn from different mentors, you got to learn mm. from different coaches. Like, mm. I, I started to accept the fact that no one has all the answer. Mm. And, and when you look at one person for all the answer, mm. that's scary as well because that is where you know you join a cult. Ah, yeah. Where one person, you know, whatever he say yeah. is right, right? Mm. And we know that there's no perfect human being, mm. right? Every human being, there's a, there's a chance that they can, mm. you know, they can, uh, they can make mistakes, yeah. you know, or they may not have all the answers. So, mm. so I, I feel that over, the, over this period, I started to realize that there's no one person you can go to. Like mm. even when people learn digital marketing from me, I always tell them like, like go out of program as well. <laughs> You know, yeah. like I, I won't have all the answers for you. Like mm. I know what I know best. I mm. know video ads. Mm. 
very well. I yeah. know Facebook very well. I know Funnels very well. But yeah. when it comes to, honestly, when it comes to other stuff like offer creation, I'm good, but I'm not the best, yeah. right? Uh, when it comes to YouTube, I know nothing about YouTube. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm very open about it. Mm. I, I don't try to hide the fact that I don't know. Mm. You know, I'm very open that, okay, I, this is my world. I know this part of the world. Yep. The other part of the world that I don't, mm. you know, and, and there are some, sometimes in your business, yeah. you need to learn some, some things, right? You yeah. need to learn some, you need to learn YouTube. You need to learn uh, maybe TikTok. You need yeah. to learn, um, you know, other areas that I cannot teach you. Yeah. So that's when I encourage people, you know, to go ahead and sign up. Learn from different mentors and, and make the connection for yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. something actually I really like and I realize it's not so common in the space is that you are very open to say that feel free to go and invest in other programs yeah. because I'm not the best at everything. Yeah. Because what I see is from some <coughs> course trainer, sometimes they'll be like, my way is the way. Yeah. And if you just take it, you get to achieve like whatever you want. Uh, yeah. and like, at least that's from what I see. Sad, I feel that that is maybe a form of insecurity. Insecurity, yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. Because um, I think it's ultimately how you see the world. Mm. It's, it's your worldview, right? Yeah. Because if you, if you live in a world of scarcity, mm. right? You feel that if your student buy other programs, mm they won't buy your program or they should yeah. have spent the money with you. Yeah. But the truth is that, you know, people have all kinds of options. Yep. If I buy one, I, I buy book A, doesn't yeah. mean I won't buy book B, right? In fact, yeah. how, how many books do you have at home? Yeah, a, a lot. A ton of it, right? Yeah. So I, I always feel that like there, there, are, there, are different, there are two ways to do a business. The first way is mm. I'm an author, you're an author, yeah. right? I have 10,000 readers. You have 10,000 readers, yeah. let's say, right? And the traditional way of people doing business, the scarcity way is that I'm going to go on Amazon and write mm. bad reviews about yeah. your, your book. Yeah. So that hopefully some of your readers will come to mind. Yeah. Right? And then we go under this mm. attacking each other. For, for what? The idea is that my 10,000 followers can have more than two books. Yep. Your 10,000 followers can have more than two books. Yeah. What if I read your book and I, say, and I, and I tell the 10,000 followers mm. that's following me and say that there are some ideas here mm. that is good for you guys. Mm. And because I do that, you may do the same for me. Mm. So what happens now? Your 10,000 followers may buy my book. Yep. My 10,000 followers may buy your book. Mm. Now we both have 20,000 yeah. followers. Mm. Everyone wins, yeah. right? I think it's the same for programs because mm. there is no, um, especially knowledge, mm. right? If you're, in if you're selling a program, you're selling education, yeah. you're selling knowledge. Mm. There is no scarcity of knowledge. Mm. There's none. There's no scarcity of knowledge. Yeah. There's information is everywhere. Yeah. yeah right? Once someone teach, like, learns it, as it, not, it doesn't deprive someone else yeah. from learning it for sure. So, I mean, for sure, like, if someone else has a better program, go for it. You know, mm. I would go for it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't have all the answers. Mm. So if someone tells you that they have all the answers, then uh, I think there's something, something there's a big, I think there's a big red flag about it, yeah. uh, about a person. Okay, yeah. So speaking yeah. of causes, right? So currently for yourself, how much do you think you have spent in causes <laughs> in over the, wow. your course of your lifetime? <laughs> I honestly cannot recall. Okay, yeah. My first ever program was when I was 17. Okay. So, I really can't recall, but yeah. if I were to add everything up, I think it could be close to six figures. Minimum. Close to six figures? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, like, you've been attending courses since uh, 17, right? And over the time, I'm sure you have seen, uh, you, have, you have been following a lot of your course mates, your uh, fellow yeah. students, and yeah. I'm sure you might observe some of the students that they have attended the same exact course as you, received the same exact information, done the same exercises, but they actually achieve drastically different results, right? So what, in your, at least in your personal experience, right, are some of the traits or characteristics of students you feel that actually achieve way faster and better results than the students that are still uh, kind of stuck or still moving in a pretty slow, uh, slow pace? Um, I think it's the mindset. Okay. Um, 
I mean, if that answered your question, mm. um, I think mindset is something that most people have heard of. Yep. But they, I don't know, they, they underestimate this word mindset. Okay. Because they think it's cliche, mm. overused, overused, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's talking about mindset. But yeah. I feel that that is the, that is the start of everything. Mm. Because if you go to a program mm. with the mindset that you're going to apply, mm. you're going to apply, yeah. right? But uh, I, I feel that a lot of people, when they, when they go to a program, their mindset is to find an easy way out. Mm. Yeah. And you can't blame them because a yeah. lot of marketers sell it that way, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, you sure. buy my system, you follow this system, you're going to get rich, <laughs> yeah. right? So I think also because partly because of the marketing, yeah. but at the same time, I, I really feel that it's, it's the mindset mm. that of, of what you're going to use this things that you're going to learn, the tools mm. that you're going to learn, mm. how you're going to use it. Mm. Uh, and knowing that it's going to take hard work. Yeah. You're not going to go to a three-day program and then hooray, your the life has life, changed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and now you're a leader or now mm. you are a marketer, right? You've mm. got to put in the work. Mm. you got to put in the, the effort. Mm. Uh, you've got to put in the, the, the struggle. Because yeah. even sometimes when you go into a program, you don't get all the answers. Yeah. For, for sure. Right? Because you only get more questions actually when you start yeah. doing, yeah. right? But that's the point because when you start doing, then you get deeper uh, understanding, understanding yeah. deeper level of questions mm. that you have to solve. And mm. the more you solve it, the, the deeper you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So things have changed. So I think of, of like definitely mindset is a very key thing, right? And yeah. Actually, point out a few parts on the mindset that is uh, something to watch out for your yeah. intention when you go in. Uh, like, are you actually applying or are you waiting for the easy way out? Yeah. So these are things that are very important, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have some like friends and audience, right, members yeah. that. They, when they attend a course, they're like, oh, I'm going to work very hard. I'm going to do yes. what it takes. But over time, that desire falls off, that of mindset falls off, right? So what, I mean, what might be some of the, like tips or advice for this group of people that they do have that mindset, they want to do something, change their lives, but somehow it fell off one way uh, or, or the other. Change your environment. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I, I, I truly believe that, um, you know, again, like mindset, right? The environment is one of the most underrated key of success. Hmm. You see, when you go to a program, mm. you're in a different experience, you're yeah. in a different environment. There are yeah. people beside you who are business owners, mm. you know, who, who have the right mindset, who is motivated, and you, you are hanging around them, yeah. right? And, and energy, in a way, energy rubs off, right? Mm. If I spend time with someone who is high energy level, the yeah. energy will rub off on me, yeah. right? I spend some time with people who are positive, mm. the energy level will rub off on me. Mm. <clears throat> their positive energy will rub off on me. So, I think the reason why people have a yo-yo lifestyle, you know, they go to an event, yeah. it's like going to a summit, right? A yeah. mountain. Yeah. And then, you know, when they go back home, they go back down to the valley. Okay. And, they, and most of the time, it's because they go back to the same group of people that they used to hang out with. Yeah. Right? The same group of people who are not motivated, the same group of people who are maybe toxic people, mm. uh, who shut you down your dreams, mm. uh, who... Um, you know, tell you things like, you know, don't daydream, you know, please just uh, yeah. be realistic, be come realistic, on, just work yeah. a job, you know, yeah. why do you want to do all this kind of mm. stuff? You, you let all these naysayers, mm. toxic people uh, affect you. Yeah. And I don't care how strong you, you think you are, I don't mm. care how strong will you think you are, yeah. right? Um, I believe willpower mm. is limited. Yep, for sure. And that's why environment is... Exactly. If, yeah. if you constantly have people nagging at you, mm. right, you're going to eventually give in, mm. right? Mm. And I feel that that's one of the reasons why, you know, people motivated to go to a program, I want to do something, and then they die down after a while. Yeah. They're not hanging out with the right people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you talk about environment, right, I always like to share with my friends, my audience that, 
it's not even just about the physical people you hang out with, yeah. right? So I always say that because a lot of us spend time on social media and whatnot, right? Yeah. It's actually about the digital environment that you surround yourself with. Yes. Who are you following? Who are the Facebook pages yeah. you like? Uh, your Instagram uh, channels, the YouTube yeah. channels and yeah. all. So, and when you keep surrounding yourself, not just in the physical people, right? When yeah. you just surround yourself with like a lot of positivity, people yeah. who does business, they're yeah. successful, right? You're going to be way more likely to have a lot more desire. Yeah. And all, which I felt that that worked for me in that sense where yeah. I started following adding friends that I wanted to emulate and wanted to exactly. uh, follow yeah. as well yeah. yeah so then moving on to um, the question about uh, following through right actually applying what they learned um, a lot of people when they apply then all the questions start coming in and a lot of them get overwhelmed right yeah so what would your quick advice be for this group of people that after a while, they, they want to go through it. And yes, there's some motivation, but yeah. suddenly they become overwhelmed. There are just so many things to many do. Too many questions? Too many questions to do. Okay. Yeah. So, here's what I think. Yeah. When someone has too many questions, mm. sometimes it's not the questions. Okay. They are using the questions as a way to avoid doing something. I see. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sometimes you know what you need to do. Yeah. That's the truth. And, and it, I mean... It's quite simple, right? Like yeah. if, if, if you have, uh, if you are learning investment or you're yeah. learning marketing, you go to someone or your mentor, mm. they can usually already tell you what's, what's going on. Mm. You just need to focus on this. You just mm. need to focus on that. And that's it. You, you, got, you just got to do it. Yeah. And that's why having the right mentor is important, right? right? You just got to, sometimes you just need to follow and do it first mm. before asking too many questions. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, of course, do your due diligence, right? Not believing everything that you, that you see up front. There, there must be a, a discernment there, yeah. right? But in, in what I'm saying is that as long as you have done your due diligence on your mentor, you mm. know that they, they, are, they, are, they are good, you know that they have results, then you know, just follow whatever they say. Mm. You know, don't ask too many questions. You yeah. do it first, you will get it. Yeah. Sometimes you will never get the answer mm. until you do it. Because mm. um, if I have a question today on marketing, mm. right, and you are a marketing guru, yeah. right, I ask you how many thousand questions, the way you tell me will never be the same as me experiencing myself. Um, yeah. And instead of doing the work, sometimes, and it's a subconscious thing. That's the scary part. It's yeah. a subconscious thing. Because I don't want to do it because yeah. it's so hard. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it takes effort. It takes mm. time. Instead of doing it, I, I go into this victim mode or self-pity <laughs> mode, right? Yeah. Where I just go, wow, very tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, a lot of questions. What's yeah. the, uh, how, 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 right? Because they want to avoid doing it. Mm. Do you realize that? Yeah. Uh, I think that's, 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 that, will, that will be my answer. My mm. answer will be different two years ago, but recently I realized that because I realized that in myself. You know, I'm not condemning people who are, do, who are doing that because yeah. I realized I'm doing that myself. Yeah. Like, even, even I, you know, I've, I've been in entrepreneurship for like 11 years. Yeah. I still catch myself in that cycle. Okay. What about people who start off? Mm. And then I realized this, like, like, yeah, that's the truth. Like, every time I, I meet someone, mm. I give them a bunch of uh, stuff to do. Mm. You know, they don't do it. Sometimes they yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Not everybody. Some people yeah. do it, right? And they will always try to overwhelm themselves with a, with a bunch of questions. So, um, the advice I will have is don't overthink. Yep. And practice, practice this thing called just-in-time learning. Ah. Mm. Right? So, only learn what you need at that point of time. Mm. Don't try to learn everything. Yeah. I, I think that's also another issue of mm. overwhelm. Like, oh, I need to get everything right first. I need to mm. learn this. I need to learn that. Yeah. I need to learn this. Uh, then I will start doing, but mm. it doesn't work that way, mm. right? It's a step-by-step -step process. Yeah. It's, um, I would say it's a faith-based faith game. The yeah. next step doesn't appear until you take the first step. Yeah. Right? You take the first step, the next step will appear. Yeah. You take the next step, the next step will yeah. appear. Right? There's no point trying to figure things out and ask yourself a bunch of questions. Try to, try to learn everything, nice try to learn everything first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't learn everything. I, I, I started out learning traffic. Mm. I do, do, do. Then I realized that, oh, I need, I need to learn an offer. 
Uh. Then I learn often, I realize I need to learn funnel. Right? So it, it is a process. But mm. if I try to learn everything at one go, I, I probably will not be mm. getting the results mm. I have today. Yeah, that's a very powerful sharing. Right? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, uh, probably is it the Asian education mindset and whatnot, yeah. is they want to get everything like perfect first before they step in. But yeah. then, uh, like what you shared, right? And I, I think something that I've been hearing quite a lot of is that actually it's all, all about taking that imperfect action, right? Because when yeah. you do the things, when you experience all yeah. this, your learning becomes way much better and then yeah. you get a lot more progress. I, I think to add on yeah. to that, yeah. the mindset behind is because we are afraid to fail. Mm. If you think about it, like, mm. the reason why we ask so many questions is because we, we don't want to take the step. Yeah. Because when we take that step, mm. we are afraid that we will fail. Mm. And then when we fail, you know, people, we get yeah. all kinds of uh, pressure from people. Yeah. Uh, we get all kinds of uh, uh, um, condemnation for people yeah. or shame, you know. Yeah. And so they don't dare to do mm. it. So uh, I would say, you know, be willing to, to fail. Okay. You know, don't care about what people think about you. Mm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, just just to add on to that point. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. So then, um, I like this question because uh, I feel that a lot of people, uh, at least from my community, like a lot of them are looking to start like their new venture, whether it's a new business or a new uh, activity and whatnot. Yeah. Hopefully, you earn more income. Uh, what would be some of your advice for these people that are just starting out? Like maybe your top two or three pieces of advice for these people that are just about to start out, they are still a bit afraid, but they are willing to do whatever it takes, but they are still a bit unsure of what, what to go about, uh, how to go about doing it. How to go about doing yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I made a post about this before, mm. um, somewhere, a few, I mean a few months ago on my Facebook. Yep. I talk about this thing called, don't follow your passion, mm. follow your efforts. Mm. I think when you're unsure, mm. once again, because it's a faith-based faith uh, faith game, yeah. right? you need to take the first step. Mm. And it doesn't matter which step. Yeah. Um, I'm a believer that when we have different, um, we all have a destiny, yeah. but we, all have dif- we, we are provided with different paths. Mm. I believe that God is abundant, okay. and therefore He has blessed us with many different paths mm. to lead to our destiny. Yeah. So I think what people tend to overthink is that, oh, which is the right path? There's no right path. Actually, yeah. actually there can be 10 right paths. Mm. You know, I, I think today I could, I could go into real estate. Yep. I'll probably do well in there. You know, <laughs> I can go any kind of sales job, I'll, I'll probably yeah. do well in there, right? Uh, but it's just that I decided to choose uh, marketing, yeah. right? So I realized that, uh, and I, was, uh, I, was a, I started out as a magician. I was doing very well in that as well. Mm, yeah. uh, that was a performer, right? I was an entertainer yeah. and I was doing well in that. So, I'm not saying that I'm very good. Mm. I'm just saying that, you know, I accept the, the fact that I could have many paths. Yeah. So pick one skill. Mm. Just decide one skill, mm. right? Like, okay, if they want to start a business, then what kind of business do they want mm. to start, right? Social media, um, mm. agency, yeah. uh, I don't know what kind of business are there nowadays. Uh, <laughs> I'm so much in marketing that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, maybe e-commerce business, yeah. right? Uh, or they want to start a brick and mortar, yeah, mortar business. Yeah. Just choose one. Mm. Pick one and work with it mm. for at least two years. Mm. It's so hard to give a, a timeline nowadays yeah. you know, because I know the world changes so mm. fast. Mm. Uh, but I would say work on that for one or two years, mm. whether you like it or not. So like for example, for me, when I first learned marketing, I didn't like it because <laughs> yeah. I'm a salesperson. I'm a front mm. guy. You know? I'm, I'm yeah. a front end person. I like to meet people. I like yeah, to talk. Yeah. Right? I like to share stories. Mm. I like to sell. But when it comes to marketing, it's all about behind the scenes, yeah. writing copy. Yeah. Honestly, I hate it at the start. Um, but 
I knew I had to do it, mm. right? Because I wasn't, I didn't have the money to mm. hire good marketers and all that kind mm. of stuff. So it was kind of like, I decided that, okay, I'm going to work on this skill. Mm. And I worked at it for like at least a year. Mm. Uh, the result wasn't that good for a year, but it started to get traction. Yep. So I feel that, you know, we should just pick one or two skill, mm. work for it for one or two years, and then see whether there's result. Mm. And more importantly, see whether it gives you life. Yep. See whether it energizes you. Mm. Right? So you do something, a lot of times you don't want to do it at the start, but yeah. after you do it, you achieve something, it kind of energizes you, you yeah. kind of feel good about it. And you're like, hey, actually there's something I could, uh, I could explore, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you decide, mm. right? Sometimes it's, um, you may work at it for one year. Mm. Uh, and the reason why I say one year is because I don't think you can achieve much in three months. Mm. Mm. It's hard. I mean, it's not, not impossible, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for you to hit a breakthrough in you know, just working three months on something. Yeah. So, so hit at it for a year at least, even if you don't like it. Mm. And then there's result, it gives you life, then go for it. Then go for it. But if it doesn't work, then it's fine. Do it, choose another one, mm. right? Don't be rushed. I think what I like about, um, why Gary Vee actually says something about like mm. how everyone is running their own race. Yeah. Right? The reason why people are so afraid to pick is because they're afraid that they will, they'll be left behind. Because if they choose the wrong mm. one, they don't like it, they wasted one year, and then, you know, their friends are ahead of them. Yeah. But, but so what? It's your own journey, mm. right? Mm. Um, I think it's fine to, to spend two to three years to figure out what, what you really, want. What you really yeah. want. And then finally finding something that you want and you do it for the rest of your life. Then to procrastinate for three years, you're going to waste the three years anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. Right? Like, because a lot of people, like, they're afraid of falling behind their peers. But the thing is, some of their peers might not be enjoying what they want, but yeah. just by having that delay of two, three yeah. years, when you finally move forward, right, you're going to feel a lot more fulfilled, you're going to feel a lot more joy, yeah. you're going to feel a lot more because you're doing something that you really want <coughs> yeah. and could do uh, for, for a long time yeah. uh, in life. All right, so then, then moving on to like one of my favorite questions, right? Like, so what are some of your top regrets you've had in your journey so far? So at least uh, from your point of when you started your foreign entrepreneurship yeah. and yeah. whatnot, like some of the regrets, not so much in terms of I wish I would have never done it because I'm learning from it, right? But yeah. some of the top learning lessons you might have had yeah. uh, that you would like to share with the, my audience here. I think top, um, I do not use the word regret. Regret, because, yeah. You know, <laughs> I understand. I feel that everything happens for a reason and there are, I mean, of course, there are many mistakes that I made. Some of them, I'm not proud of it. Yep. Uh, I've done many stupid mistakes mm. that sometimes I wish I can take it back, but but it is what it is, and, yep. and without this mistake, it will not, you know, it will not kind of mold me as a... in the future. Yeah, yeah. It, kind of, it will not mold me as a different character, mm. right? It will not mold my character to a different person. So I feel that everything happens for a reason, but if I could choose something that I would, um, I would do it differently, yep. you know, would be having the expectation that everything is always, uh, like what Grand Cardone said, 10 times harder. Ah, okay. He has this rule called the 10x rule. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a book called 10x rule. And it actually says that everything you're going to do, mm. it will always sound easier than done. Easier okay. said than done. Yeah. It will always sound easier in your head. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's an easy plan. Just, you know, follow this plan yeah. for two years. But it's 10 times more work. Yeah. Always. And I felt that my regret was, in a way, right, is there's so many things that I, I thought would be a lot easier than I expected. Okay. Yeah. And if I would have went with the mindset that everything I'm going to do, mm. I knew it was going to be 10 times harder, mm. I guess I would put in a lot more work, okay. a lot more determination, mm. 
You know, because if you look at something and things easy and then it becomes very hard, you tend to you yeah. tend to be disappointed. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like uh I, I'm in this for four years now, but yet I'm not achieving the level of success <laughs> I think I should be, you know, this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> this usually happens because you think it's easier than expected. Mm. Okay. You know, so I think the only thing I would change is I would go now I'm 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 learning that, right? Yeah. Now I'm learning that every time I start a new project, right? People always tell me that it's easy, Gabriel, just follow this, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of uh, opportunity deals and yeah, opportunity. Sure. a lot yeah. of, of course opportunities. Yeah. Gabriel uh, people come to me and Gabriel, Gabriel, there's this new new star. Very easy one, very easy to make money. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like I've been burned many times. As long as someone says it's easy to make money, yeah. I think most of the time, I wouldn't say I won't say hundred percent of the time, yeah. sometimes some of them are right. At least maybe ninety percent of the time I know that they are inexperienced. Okay. Because yeah. someone with experience will know that everything is always harder than it seems. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's to have the expectation, whatever mm. you're going to start off with now. But don't let the expectation scare you off as well. Yep. Like, what is not hard? Mm. Right? Like, if you want to choose to work, uh, I don't know, 9 to 5, right? Mm. I don't despise people who work 9 to 5. Mm. If you're happy, go ahead. Yep. But a 9 to 5 is hard as well. Yes, yeah, it's its own difficulties. Right. Own, yeah. Yeah. Getting rich is hard. It's mm. 10 times, I mean, whatever you have in your head, whatever expectation, mm. it's always 10 times harder, right? Yeah. But staying poor is hard as well, yeah. right? It's, I mean, staying poor is hard as well. It's hard to stay. It's hard to be. It's 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 terrible to be poor, yeah. right? It's terrible to not be able to pay the bills. It's terrible to not being able to uh, give your kids what they want. It's mm. not. It's terrible to not be able to bring your spouse overseas. Yeah. It's bad as well. It's tough as well. Yeah. It's difficult as well. So it's it's which difficult path you want to choose? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what, what I hear is that. <laughs> Um, on some level, yeah. some people might, th- might feel that it's a bit negative of sorts, but yeah. what I feel is that everyone's going to have problems, but you choose what kind of problems you want to have. You want to have the rich people problems or you want to yeah. have like, so-called the broke people problems, and then you make a decision based on that and your life will be based on what kind of problems do you want to yeah. uh, solve in life. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. I think that's a huge yeah. insight that would be very, very, very um, inspiring right? and, and yeah. useful on, on some level. Yeah. So, but then my last question right, for you today is, for example, like uh, with all you have done so far, imagine all of them is gone, right? Like you lost your resources, your networks, your money, and you are then brought to a whole new city that you don't know anyone as well. Yeah. So, um, so let's say, right, just for a quick challenge, right? Like yeah. even your so-called whatever marketing knowledge and all is is gone. <laughs> so okay. if you had to start from scratch, uh, like okay. from day zero, right? Yeah. And uh, in the next in the next thirty days, what will you do to not only bounce back, right, to to where you are today, but to go even a higher and way uh, beyond that? You mean I lose all my skills? Yeah, I, I think that's an additional that's, challenge just, that's, for, that's just especially for you. <laughs> if I lose all my skills... Yeah, like you to restart in terms of picking up a new skill and, and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, yeah. I think I would still... If I were to lose every skills I have, yeah. I would still go back to learn sales. Mm. I think the first thing I would do is join a sales job. Okay. Some kind of, uh, I won't say job, but like yeah. a role, sales uh, role. Yeah. yeah, sales position or, you know, join real estate, insurance yeah. or whatever. Something to do with sales that is okay. self-employed. I like self-employed because I feel that sometimes having, yeah. I feel that sometimes having um, a salary yep. keeps you comfortable. Oh, so, okay. so that's the reason why I don't like to, mm. I don't like, I've never worked a job in my life. So, um, but I would, I'll pick a self-employed employed job that can teach me sales. Mm. Um, I think, even after all the bad things that happened to me over the last, my mm. first seven years in, yeah. in sales and entrepreneurship, I am in a way still very grateful mm. for the um, sales experience yeah. I had. Mm. And I think because of that, it helped me 
in many areas. Mm. I think ultimately sales and communication is still the most important sales, uh, important skills for everything. Mm. I mean, even if you're not selling, if you want to convince your wife to marry you, <laughs> you know, your girlfriend to marry you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sales, yeah. right? So I think that will be the number one, sale, uh, number one skill. I will go back and learn that. Uh, and I will get very good at it again before I start anything else. Okay, yeah, so yeah. really like, I mean, sales, like a lot of people are sharing that if there's one thing, one skill you master, if, not even for entrepreneurship, I would say, like even for like, if you're working in a managerial role and whatnot, yeah. sales is still the most important yeah. uh, skills that you Communication, can have. Yeah. Influence. Communication, influence, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so thank you so much for the wonderful interview, right? Like, I learned so much myself yeah. and learned a bit uh, more about your story. So uh, where can my audience find you? You're going to find out more about what you do and uh, just want to learn a bit more from you. Okay, um, I feel, I think, uh, if I can remember, sorry, <laughs> I, hardly, I hardly do that, but two, uh, two areas you can find me. The first one is from my Facebook page. You can just go to uh, facebook.com yep. slash Gabriel uh, Wong yep. dot HPM, right? Okay. Dot HPM stands for High Performance oh, Marketer. Market. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is you can go to my group, right? Mm. So I think it's group slash Funnel Lions. Well, yeah, just search Funnel Lions if you want to get yeah. it. You can yeah, just yeah, yeah, just yeah. go to Facebook, search Funnel Lions. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, F-U-N-N-E-L, right? Mm. Lions, L-I-O-N-S, yep. right? You will find my group. Uh, it's a small group right now. I'm keeping it small um, because right now I'm dropping a lot of digital marketing, mm. yep. you know, free training inside the group. Yep. You know, I, I, whatever I'm doing in my agency right now, I'm testing, I'm figuring things out mm. and then whatever that works, I will always bring back to the group. It's kind of like I search for answer and I'll bring the group back to, to this uh, yep. I bring the answers back to the group. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me in these two places. Okay. Yeah. So I just yeah. want to quick, add a quick one, right? But if you have followed Gabriel, like, because you know him, but you haven't joined his group, right? You definitely should. Uh, because in terms of the training that is conducted, right? As in, it's a lot of things that is like, it's really, he goes deep into it. And uh, I've implemented it a lot of myself and I've seen uh, results uh, for myself as well. So you should definitely join the group with Heaven. Uh, yeah. So anyway, with that, uh, we, we end the interview today. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, really Thank forward you. to like Thanks where else we'll be going. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll see you at our next uh, segment for our uh, Master Inventor interview series. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Gabriel again. And really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.